0: Dragon Ball Super Dope. If you're in the Dragon Ball Super. Subscribe to Dragon Ball Super Dope. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Everywhere. Alright, first things first. I apologize. Late episode... I have felt like a big bag of shit since I talked to you guys last week. And over the weekend, it got worse. So, um, I'm feeling better today. Uh, I was able to do some other shit. So, I wanted to get this done as well. Uh, Because we need to talk about episode 81 of the dub. And this whole top controversy. What the fuck? What are you doing, Funimation? The last couple months, I'm like, man, they're doing a great job. They're doing an awesome job with these dubs. So much to the point where I kind of abandoned the idea of sub translations. And I might have to go back to it today. Or after today. I don't know. I didn't do it. But I feel like I should have. Top? What? Like, I get it. Like, topo? Maybe that sounds sort of stupid to, like, an American audience. Here's the thing. It's not as stupid to a Japanese audience sounded stupid to an American audience when we first heard it. Topo is a stupid name. But here's the thing. Top takes a stupid name and makes it even fucking stupider. What the hell are you guys doing? Come on, dude. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about... Super fucking ball hero! <laughs> Episode 4, I believe. I have put off watching that. It came out... Phew, like a week ago. And... uh gotta be honest don't give that much of a shit but we'll take a look at what that episode held for us the eight minutes of fan service glory and we'll talk about a couple more details leaked out about the movie they're routinely releasing um more details about things seemingly every week usually on a saturday or a sunday um so we'll talk about a couple of movie tidbits that came out that don't give you too much insight, just additional detail. You know, we'll get there. Episode 81 of the dub. Bergarmol the Crusher versus Super Saiyan Blue Goku or something. And then it's like the Wild Blue Yonder and shit. Whose power will reach the Wild Blue Yonder? I'm not going to make fun of the title, only because I'm not sure what the Japanese title is. But I feel like if that was the Japanese title, Automation missed an opportunity to improve on it because that's a dumb name. Anyway, I have a brief recap from last week of Gohan and the other dog. Which one was it? Basil, maybe, or Lavender. Get a quick recap of uh, the double elimination the narrator sets it up pretty quickly. This is going to be the last round of the Zeno exhibition match. Goku versus Bergamo the Crusher. Word. Last one. Go home after this. Bergamo steps into the ring against Goku. And immediately just tries to talk some shit on him. He's like, hey, Grand Minister. I know that you just told me that the mortal level of my universe is much lower than this. Universe 7. But how in the hell are you going to tell me that. When this weakling stands before me. And I got to fight him. I'm about to whoop his ass. I'll tell you what. If I beat him. Right here and now. And this is where Bergamo really goes out of his way. To make Goku look like a villain. And reinforces that whole storyline. Or attempt at a storyline there. uh, Bergamo really paints Goku out to be a villain. And offers himself to Zeno. And says hey. If I beat him right now. Let's call the whole thing off, no? Like, we can just all go home and none of this elimination stuff. That would be cool. And the Grand Minister's like, no, get the fuck out of here. No, rules stands, and Zenos step in and, and say, no, that's cool. That's exciting. I'm down with that. And now Goku knows. Can't lose no matter what. Not that he intended to, but, you know, he doesn't want to... Uh, Get taken care of by Zeno right now if Bergamo does end up defeating him in this tournament. So Bergamo's coming out of the last of his shit talk and Goku pulls the best Richie Cunningham that he's got and says okay, bucko. Literally. Okay, bucko. I think you said enough there. Jesus. Bergamo with the white knight bullshit is kind of annoying but I I get the necessity for it. You obviously need to set up the idea that All of these universes, once we get into the actual tournament of power, it would make no sense for all of them to just, for whatever reason, gang up on Universe 7. They're second from the lowest in terms of the mortal level or whatever, which, by the way, later in this episode I forgot, but um, the Kais and the Gods of Destruction from universes 1, 12, 5, and 8, they don't even know what these mortal levels is. Like, they didn't know this was a thing. They're like, oh shit, well we just learned about this, but man, we're glad glad that we're on the good side of this. Cool. We don't have to participate. We're too strong. Great. You know why that's great? Obviously, if the people in the world, or the people in our universes are strong, it's because they got strong gods, yo. So, we're cool. We're safe. So as Goku and Bergamo are getting ready to fight one another, that's when we flash up into the stands in the Universe 11 section. And the Kai... Ask. This is like the soft introduction to this whole top thing. And then I think the even more controversial fucking thing happens immediately afterwards. But let's step by step. The Kaifer Universe 11 turns around and says, hey, top, what do you think? Top. And like when you first hear it, you're like, wait, he just misspoke, right? Or like the recording was weird and you didn't hear all of the po at the end, the topo. top po. Top. Not the goddamn case, it's just Top. And then Belmont or Vermouth, I don't know why the fuck he's got two different names, the clown god of destruction, he pipes in, like, the blackest dude I've ever heard in my life. Now, I understand that there are voice actors of all nationalities, races, colors, whatever you want to say. I get that. But does anybody else feel like Maybe the dude who plays Belmont made that voice extra black on purpose. And if he did, why? Like, who encouraged that? I don't think it was him. Hey, you're a really strong, powerful god of destruction. Cool. What's he sound like? Sounds like a black guy. Oh, okay. Well, what does he look like? A fucking clown. Mm, nope. Nope. No, thank you. Awkward. Awkward as hell. And I waited. With bated fucking breath for the next line from Belmont. But that's the only line, I think. Unless I missed it. I don't think that I did. I think that's the only line he had in the episode. So it's top in Black Belmont. Like hood Black Belmont. Weird fucking decision in terms of the the voice acting direction there. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. But people, I, I saw a little bit of noise about that on Twitter. Uh, These two specific things in addition to like some some script changes that Funimation did in regards to uh, Goku and his overall demeanor response to everybody kind of turn him into a villain. And uh, some brief interaction between him and Gohan uh, describing or commenting on the teamwork part of the rules of the tournament of power. So. I don't know what happened with this episode. The episode title is weird. Topo is top. Belmod is weirdly black, which I think is weird considering he looks like a clown. Don't do that. Like, maybe I'm just reading into it too much, dude. That's, am I? I don't know. I don't fucking know. And then some of the weird script changes, which I think, I think at a certain point, with some of the different script changes that you have from. And like I said at the top of the show, Funimation's done a great job, in my opinion, at least. Um, I don't have as careful an eye, and I obviously don't speak Japanese as some other uh, people on the internet. So my word is not gospel by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, But in terms of the dubs, up until this episode, the last whatever, 10, 20... How the fuck long have we been doing dubs now? We've been doing dubs for the last like... Tw- oh my god, dude. Have we been doing dubs for half a year? <sighs> half a mother year. Wow. So we've been doing dubs for the last six months. So that's roughly what? 25, 24 episodes? Um, up until today, all of those episodes, in my opinion, were were pretty well done. And I thought pretty faithful to the original. And then I saw this today again without watching the sub but it's just it's weird it's fucking weird i feel like you could almost make like um character profiles or like personality assessments of of goku one in japanese and one in english like they're they're written a little bit differently in in a way where i prefer the japanese one cuz it's a little bit more it's a little bit more i think lighthearted and pure in terms of Goku's uh eternal, you know, quest for strength and to continue to break his limits, as opposed to the English one is written almost where Goku still has that same mentality in mind. Don't get me wrong, the mentality is there, but the way that it comes out, it's like he's just a cocky asshole sometimes. And that is put on full display at the end of the episode, where You know, he beats... Yeah, that was the other thing about this episode. So, Goku and Bergamo start to fight. Okay, cool. I get it. Bergamo's got this thing where he can use somebody else's powers to grow. Okay, cool. I get it. I don't know how many different ways you could allude to something getting bigger. But, no matter what way Funimation tried to to spin it, In this episode, in this scene specifically, when when Goku's just delivering these crazy haymakers to Bergamo's midsection and he's growing, continuing to grow, continuing to grow, and eventually turns into like a Godzilla-fucking-sized villain. I don't know how many different ways Funimation tried to put it, but they threw in so many lines that that they were dick jokes. Want to get him as big as he can. I want to see how big you can get. Making it harder than it needs to be. It, it, like, maybe it's me just being a perv, but I feel like every time I heard one of those lines, like the three especially, and I'm sure there were probably another two or three that I didn't write down. Every time I hear it, I'm just like, that's what she said. Every single time. Want to get him as big as he can. That's what she said. I want to see how big you can get. That's what she said. I'm making it harder than it needs to be. That's what she said. I think. Maybe. In like the right connotation. Let's not think about the wrong ones. there. Anyway. Gets him as big as he can. And as hard as he can. And blah blah blah. And uh, that's when Goku kicks it into high gear. As a Super Saiyan Blue. Kaioken. Kamehameha. All the gods freak out. Like all of a sudden. They're all rooting against Goku. And then they see him transform. And they're all stunned. That you know, this low-level, seemingly low-level mortal, uh, has the power of gods, po- powers that rival the gods, so they all shut the fuck up for a minute he fires a Kamehameha, Uh, you know Kyle Ken, uh, Apregamo hits him too much power for him to take, he shrinks, he faints, the end and Zeno's like, cool now I get what a tournament is y'all can go home and Prime Minister's like, Prime Minister? is that what his name is? <laughs> the Prime Minister <laughs> and the Grand Minister's like alright wait real quick real quick here's the rules Battle Royale 100 attacks fall off the stage that's no bueno cause you out you can't fly and shit even though a bunch of you are gonna somehow fly anyway throughout the duration of the 48 minutes it's gonna be wild we're all fighting at once Battle Royale wrestling style showed Zeno some wrestling shit last week he loved it it's all he's been talking about Battle Royale style so the rules conclude Goku in this typical English American character version of him uh, looks up to all the gods and gives the speech about, you know, and it was a weird fucking speech, dude. Um, only because the register, I, I guess Shemmel is, you know, he's yelling to everybody who wants to make sure that they all can hear it. Not like he's yelling it like he's going to murder people, but he's yelling it as a challenge to all these gods. And I, I don't know if it was like, think it was like a combination of like uh his voice going up a little bit like the inflections uh coupled with what the actual words were like didn't really fit to me for some reason it felt weird it felt like Goku was being an arrogant prick when I remember clearly in the Japanese sub he's like hey yeah that's great guys I understand that you're sending him after me that's great bring him on I'm here to defeat you all as where um I don't think the English version of Goku really identified the fact that everybody was going to be sending them after them. I I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. It just felt off to me. And there's like some weird puberty crack Bobby Brady style in there. But uh, before Goku and everybody else can take off, that's when Tapo disrobes and jumps in in a black and red leotard and his glorious mustache. And he says, hold the fuck up. What if I beat you right now? Zeno, what if I beat this dude's ass? Then can we talk? And it's on like Kong, man. Next episode, we're going to see Tapo and Goku go at it. And I think it was smart for them to, just in terms of like the story of the arc, I think it was smart for them to throw Tapo in at the end of this Zen exhibition match. And I think it was originally stated that, that Toppo was going to be you know, like the true threat of this Tournament of Power arc, but they ended up making it Jiren. But I like the fact that they get, they let Tapo still have that designation as the leader of the Pride Troopers, and, you know, Jiren's like his his superpower, uh, basically his, um, his win-all if he ever gets to that point. Um, but he's still the guy in charge. So I like the fact that they bring him in as like the last boss of this Zen exhibition match so you can get a taste of you know, what one of these other higher-level universes are you, you can be able to expect in, in the Tournament of Power. Because we know that 7 is second from last, we know that 9 is the bottom, and we know that Goku just fucking rocked Bergamo, no problem. So now you're wondering, oh man, are we super OP? Or are we really far below the people above us? We don't have to wait until the Tournament of Power to find an answer. We're about to give you, you know, one of the top people, or one of the top five, top, what does he end up being? Top seven, right? Um, we're gonna give you one of the top seven in terms of um, you know, overall power for what you can expect. So like it's a good litmus test right there, right out of the gate. I appreciate that they did that. I also think they probably had to do it in order to reset for Jiren. Um, you can't just show Topo at the Zen exhibition match and then still have him be, you know, the main um antagonist of the of the actual tournament of power. Um, it builds up anticipation for Jiren really well. Um, so next week we'll get Toppo versus Super Saiyan Blue. Word. And I just wanted to say quickly, another thing that people did tweet at me on Twitter a little bit, uh, DB Super Dope, the number one, go follow me. Uh, One thing people did tweet at me was they don't like Toppo's voice actor because he's just like over the top yelling about how he's about to defeat people like he's a superhero or some shit. I don't know what the fuck y'all were watching when these aired in japanese but it's literally the same character like the dude who's doing Tapo's voice understands the character and i think performs him very fucking well so i'm not really sure what the grape is there it's it's actually in my opinion and this isn't like a script thing this is the performance of the character the tone of the character you know the energy that the character gives off through his voice basically um the guy who's doing Tapo's voice for the dub is doing a tremendous job channeling all of that same stuff that the Japanese one did. So I have to disagree with some of the people who tweeted at me with some beef about that. But overall, Funimation, down week for your dub, man. Kind of, uh, it's the first time it's happened in a while. So, you know, can't win them all, right? I get it. Word. All right, let's talk Dragon Ball Heroes. I got to watch it now because I haven't given a shit enough to watch it. Let me do that now. Super Dragon Ball Hero! Alright, so let's see if uh, this Dragon Ball Hero shit works out. Let's hope. Fucking Super, Super Dragon, Ball Ball Dragon Ball Hero! Done! Rage. Superfoo appears. Ooh, Superfoo's gonna do some shit. So the episode picks up, we see some cracks up in the top of the dome here, the prison planet, and there's a bright-ass sun up there that Goku cannot blast this Ozora into the sun to right now, because of the glass. So a little bit of a rehash here, we're getting the Golden Ozora thing from the last episode, and he hasn't quite, Vegito's still there, he hasn't quite split yet, as he did in the last episode. And then boom, the split happens just as the Golden Ozora shoots a big beam at him. So all the power is used up. How long were they, Vegito? Like, 30 fucking seconds? Anyway, Combo went this big red energy beam. Phew, he's not to be triple with. He is not the trifling type today. We see some breaks also in the chains. As well as the roof. As the camera pans in on Combo once more. And his tail, man. Smashing mountains. Still got his mask on. Shouldn't his mask have, like, broken? Maybe? I mean, it's not that same material... That's made up of the Saiyan armor. So Goku and Vegeta quickly try to surmise a plot. Let's cut off this dude's tail. Mine now has the Pitara back in her possession. You would think that Trunks would be the one to try to cut off his tail while Goku and Vegeta distract him, right? Because he's got like the sword and shit. But no, Goku and Vegeta are both going to take a run at this dude's tail at the same time. And it swipes Vegeta away like a little bug. Goku's going in for it. Yeah, man. He's fast for a big guy. He stomps right on Goku. Trunks shoots in there, finally. Whips out that sword. He can't cut... He can't cut that tail off. This tail is wily. Ain't nobody controlling this tail. Trunks! Trunks and Vegeta start firing some dual blast at Kamba. This just pisses him off. Well, how does the blast come out of Kamba's mouth if he's got the mask on? I don't know. See Kula in the background. Shows up for his one obligatory line in episode. Oh, wow, he's strong. Don't get cocky. Kula throws a couple blasts. I guess it's good he's there. Kamba hits him with a big energy blast. And again, we're shattering the ceiling here the glass ceiling of the prison planet. Meanwhile, Fu's sitting in his lab and he's amped as hell about all this fights going on on this prison planet. He loves it. And he's pissed. Basically, I think Fu's going to jump into the battle now because he's really pissed off that they're breaking his prison planet. He's like, hey, I just need you guys to fight a little bit and give me some energy. I need you to break my shit. Meanwhile, Goku's stuck under a boot. And Kamba's like, don't touch my tail. You can't touch my tail. You fucking loser. And he stomps Goku right into the ground. And Mai, she doesn't like the sight of that. Neither this Trunks or Vegeta. And that's when all of a sudden, like the bright light of a supernova's last fucking Breath. That probably wouldn't be very brave. Anyway, Goku, Super Saiyan Blue, emerges from underneath this dude's boot. And he goes, Kyle Ken times 20. And he's about to slug this dude right in the face. Oh my god, like right between the eyes. He slugs him right between the eyes. Combat's not even phased. He goes to swat him away. Goku flies up, dodges. Flies away again, dodges. Big mouth blast, dodges. Goku's like, yo, I'm gonna let this dude fuck up the roof. I'm gonna dodge, crack the ceiling. We're going to get out of here in no time. Down on the ground. Shoots a Kamehameha up at his face. Oh shit. Purple Blast. Who the Purple Blast come from? can only imagine. Purple. You don't see much Purple Key. Fu. And he is pissed. So Fu shows up basically to reprimand Kamba and say, Hey, stop breaking my shit. And I guess it makes sense that Kamba shows up in order to, to kind of... Like he says, I'm going to rein you back in. And this... Fu tells him to straighten the fuck out takes that sword and the super foo appears and his hair goes all super saiyan-ish it's white still but his super his super foo form looks very similar to Future Trunks's, and he too has a sword, again the parallels go on and on with those two characters Kama takes that sword and he chops that fucking tail clean off he don't give a shit Kama shrinks back down tries to strike him in the back Fu dodges and everyone's really amazed that this dude. I think it's weird that Fu's hair is magically tied back up after he dodges. And then Kula, again showing up for a third line in this episode, he throws a blast at Fu off in the distance. So Fu has now disappeared. After Kula shoots the beam at him, Fu disappears. Combo powers back up. Goku powers up to Super Saiyan God, just the red version. That's a pretty cool contrast. The red hair. Combo recognizes the red hair. Oh, word. And then I get a commercial for Super Dragon Ball Hero card games that I can't fucking buy here in America because I'm in America and not in Japan. So, cool. Build your your own dream team and leap into the Dragon Ball world. Don't fucking taunt me with a good time. Powerful opponents await you on the prison planet. Super Dragon Ball Heroes Universe Mission 4. This shit is dope. Special Scoop, an 8th anniversary event will stream online. Ooh. This just in Don't miss out on the latest news The Mightiest Warrior Super Saiyan 4 Vegito The Mightiest Warrior Super Saiyan 4 Vegito It's it's literally just the same thing twice So Episode 4 eh, I mean yeah Fu basically steps in he's the referee right? So he's like established himself as the referee And he's like hey Kamba That gold on his earth shit I don't play with it Okay, I'm going to cut your tail off, and then I'm out. And that's exactly what happens. Super shows up for all of 10 seconds. So it's cool that we know that he can do it, but basically all he did was step in and play referee, or like the rules for the video game. And uh, he said, hey, cut that shit out. All right, I'm gone, bye. The end. So for the next episode, episode five, where we're going to get to see Super Saiyan 4 Vegito, It's going to be released on Sunday, October the 28th. So, outside of knowing that's going to happen, I think, you know, the other obvious, interesting thing to happen here today, Kamba recognizing the red hair of the Super Saiyan God form and uh, realizing that Goku is, you know, in fact, a Super Saiyan God. Super Saiyan Blue didn't give it away, but he knows that legendary God form, I guess. I think knowing what. I think once we know how Combo reacts to that Super Saiyan God form, hopefully that'll give us a little bit more of a clue as to his origins, where he came from. I don't know if that'll actually be the case, but um, yeah, should be interesting. Uh, Super Dragon Ball Heroes is um, it's fun. Like, it's fun, but I don't know. Just not that I am. I think it's because I'm sick. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I'm just being a sick little fucking bitch today. Sorry, guys. Super, Super Dragon, Dragon Ball Hero. Hero! If I get amped like that, maybe it'll help, you know? Um, movie news. Alright, so only two little details. Um, first, we'll talk about movie runtime. Alright, so there was some comment that came out, and I honestly don't give that much of a crap about it, but a comment was made by somebody who worked on the movie that you can expect to cry or shed a tear within the first 20 to 30 minutes of this Broly movie. Well, I'd fucking hope so, man. Come on. If you're going to give us the destruction of Planet Vegeta in a flashback form, you better make it so that I cry. I cry just thinking about it. I cry thinking about the Bardock special sometimes. I cry sometimes thinking like, what if Planet Vegeta was never destroyed? And then Raditz still came to Earth to go pick up Goku. And Vegeta still followed afterwards. And he's like, yo, what's up? I'm bringing you back to Planet Vegeta. And Goku's like, nah, fuck you. And they fight anyway. And then eventually they become buddies. Still like best buds, and then they go to Planet Vegeta together. I'd be down with that, but no, they destroyed it right away, and it makes me cry. So if you're gonna be showing that in the flashback early in the film, I'm assuming that's what's gonna make us cry. It could be something else. It could be the whole Dragon Ball minus, you know, retelling, which you know obviously is that greater story of. If you're gonna have that first twenty to thirty minutes be basically like a a rehash of, of Dragon Ball minus, where yes, it's about the the larger destruction of planet Vegeta, but also Bardock and Gine's story, Gine's story, I hate that name, uh, and sending Goku off to Earth. Um, Yeah, I'd hope that's emotional. I think at the same time, we'll probably see a really tragic Broly backstory too, and his origins in that first 20 to 30 minutes. They gotta be all intertwined in there somehow, so could be a few things that make you cry in that first 20 to 30 minutes of the movie. I didn't think it was super noteworthy, but Hey, whatever, man. They fucking put it on the website, so I guess everybody commented about it, so I guess I will too. Mm. Additionally, it was announced that Shonen Jump is going to be running a lottery for an early advanced screening of the Broly film. I believe it's November 14th in Japan, uh, one month prior to the release date in Japan, so they'll see it a full month early. I believe it's limited to like a 1,000 people will get to watch it or something like that. Um, so people are entering that lottery in Japan now to be able to watch that. Uh, that was the piece of news that came out and it doesn't sound super substantial, um, for us here in the States, obviously, but, or, you know, other countries that listen to the show cause we got other countries too, but, um, it's not super substantial in that we're not going to be able to go to that early preview, obviously. Um, It's substantial in that you're going to have a thousand people view that film a month before it comes out. And I don't know if they would go through the trouble. Maybe they would of like having those 1000 people sign a non-disclosure agreement where they can't really talk about the movie until it airs. Or maybe just talk about it on surface level like we liked it. It was great. It was beautifully animated like however the fuck they want to, you know, generalize what their reaction is to it. So that way they can put out some positive spin from that early test. no screening it's essentially a test screening let's be real um if they don't go down that road of non-disclosure agreements and again i don't know maybe they will maybe i'm stupid to think that maybe they wouldn't but if they don't go down that road does that open up the door for really early spoilers on this movie um now you guys know me i'm typically um of the mindset that i want to grab spoilers uh when it comes to -to week-to-week episode stuff and I think I do that mainly because it's kind of a given what's going to happen in week to week's episode with uh, the preview given more or less. Like you kind of have the general setup of what the next episode of Dragon Ball Super is going to be based on the preview episode happens. And then that kind of leads into the next episode. It's a serialized series. Seriously. So I don't mind seeing spoilers for that stuff just because it kind of helps me predict things you know, a little bit more long-term. Instead of a week-to-week, I'm thinking maybe, you know, two to three weeks or four weeks in advance. So I don't mind that. With this movie, I would love to go in with, you know, a pair of eyes as fresh as possible when it comes to this content. I'd rather have not read about it. I'd rather have not seen pirated clips. Um, When Battle of Gods and Fokatsu no F came out, I think Battle of Gods was like a year, and Fukatsu no F was like six months maybe. Um I think, The fact that Broly's coming over to the States and, you know, a month after it airs in Japan is huge. And it's a very limited window to potentially have the movie be spoiled. So I don't know. Uh, Having a screening that far in advance, you already have that one month built in for us here in the States. But now, even the people in Japan, you know, for a month, there's going to be a thousand people who had their eyes on that movie who are going to want to talk about it. And. Could ruin it a little bit for us, man. I don't know. I don't know. But good for the people uh, who are able to enter that lottery. I certainly wish that I was among them. But we don't live in Japan, yo. We live in Rhode Island. That's New England. It's like just south of Massachusetts. Just east of Connecticut. It's not Long Island. That's in New York. We're in Rhode Island. We're in Rhode Island. We're in Rhode Island. You know, Family Guy. That's Rhode Island. Family Guy is basically Rhode Island. Anyway, that's going to do it for Super Dope this week. For you Patreon listeners, a little bit of a weird week this week with me being sick. The My Hero Academia podcast this week is going to be about the movie uh two heroes. So I'm going to talk about it on the surface level a little bit. I don't want to do anything too spoilery uh too specific like that. Um but I'm going to release that one up on the super dope feed because I know that there are some people who listen to this show who want to listen to that as well. Maybe they're not currently on the week to week my hero academia podcast on our Patreon page. Uh so I'm going to put that one up on here for free. Um it's going to be like 10 minutes of me actually talking about it and then It's going to be 45 minutes of my drunken attempt to talk about it with my friend Brian Mellor the other night. In reality, he came over and just wanted to listen to the Carter Five because it came out like an hour before. So he came back at like 2.30 in the morning. And uh, I was like, all right, dude, I'll totally do the Carter Five. We'll even throw the mics on. We'll record it. Who cares? And that will be up on the Patreon page for you guys to take a listen to. That'll be up there for free if you want to go check that out. Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Uh, but most of the My Hero talk, like, I, I try to reel him in. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's cool. It's like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, dude, can't figure out my fucking Apple password. Like, like shit like that. So you get to hear me uh, just basically bullshit with one of my buddies while, uh, you know, I try to talk about it. I think I talk about the actual movie for, like, Maybe five to ten minutes at a certain point in there. So, if you've got the patience to sit through that, man, God bless you. Um. So yeah, that'll be up for free. Um. Me and Melor's breakdown <laughs> of the Carter Five. I can't believe I just said that out loud and into a microphone for the internet to hear, but it'll be up on Patreon.com/slash Dragon Ball Super Dope for you to hear. Um, also the OGDB Super Dope that will not be up this week we will pick up next week with episode 6 I forget what that one is but I don't really care right now because I don't have to do it today but I'll have to do it soon and then me and Carlton will pick up on My Hero Academia as well so appreciate you guys listening if you made it this far please subscribe Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify if you could leave us a review that is very helpful and much appreciated uh, wherever you do listen, uh, if it's Apple Podcasts, that shit's like, that's some gold, baby. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, also, YouTube, YouTube.com. Uh, just Google, Google. No, just YouTube. YouTube search Dragon Ball Super Dope. Yeah, that's how you fucking say that, Kyle. Jesus, I swear, man. Hopefully, by the next time I talk to you guys, this cold will be <sighs> will have left me. But who knows? I I don't know. I just don't know. Um, alright, Suba Dope!